Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Gone. Talk Recorded live. Well, hallelujah. Everything worked today. Everything's working just fine like it's supposed to. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed just in case. Uh, today is... February 1st, 2018, and it's time for my private audio call. Tonight, our special guest speaker, backed by popular demand, is Craig Kirk. Good evening, and I'm glad you made it. Uh, I've been waiting. I appreciate you inviting me on. It's uh, it's an honor to speak to people, speak with people, not to, but with people. So yeah. I appreciate it much so. Well, we appreciate your time and, and, and sharing your information with us so what do you want to share with us tonight? What's going on? Anything new? I mean, have you done any cases? Have they? I mean, we want to know about successes or failures, right? Because everything is a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. What I've been doing is right now has been compiling research. Uh, there are see one of the problems is that uh, you're not supposed to tell when you have something in the works. Especially in my situation, I'm in a very unique situation. I'm constantly being monitored, so because I have legitimate, I have legitimate cases. I have, a, I just think, I just, in, I just adopted or encountered another legitimate case that deals with the Social Security Administration. So, but I can't go too far in that. I want to keep that. Um, I want to keep that uh, under wraps till I solve. There's a problem that. I'll put it this way: They have a they have this they have a test for religious beliefs, and they're not allowed to do that. And it's discriminatory, and it and it falls under the Federal Civil Rights Act, and state and the State Civil Rights Commission, and possibly other state or federal torts. So there is that. I have that going. I'm looking at it. Um deals with a child and so forth and and uh, religious tests but I, that's as far as I want to go into that because of the problems I'll end up having and so forth because I've already had some serious problems but uh, I'm still I'm still in producing uh, material that I'm getting ready to upload to YouTube uh, on the courts of heaven and the courts on earth specifically and I'm doing research and I keep digging more and more and Where research. could we find that on YouTube? Do you have a channel? I mean, what's it called? Uh, Craig Kirk objects or uh, oh. Law Jams. One or the other. I have to go back and look at it. Uh, I'm getting ready to upload some videos um, on that now. I just uh, process them and it takes it takes a lot of time to process. Twenty, thirty minutes an hour video. It's I'm trying to cut them down to fifteen, five, ten, fifteen minutes max because. Even myself don't want to watch anything, you know, beyond 15 minutes. But I want to get to the point, get it summarized. And so I'm going to be producing some videos. Um, 
Tonight I want to talk about where we are right now in the United States, just from my uh, observation. And the, the time is never more greater. I, I mean, it's distressful. You've got the Republican written memo thing that's happening here. And from my perspective and looking at, so I got people, I got family in law enforcement, and looking at their comments and talking with them and just watching the environment in the, in the state of Ohio, looking at the the law enforcement and legal and the legislative environment. Just from Ohio's perspective, I, I'm going to contend because where we are, Northwest Territory and that this area, the heart of it all, so to speak, I'm going to contend that we, the United States is in some serious, and everybody already knows this, probably, the United States is in some serious misery up and coming. We have food shortages uh, that's happening even around me now. I never, I never got to experience that before. Now I've got to see it firsthand. I went and looked for it, and there it is. Where? So there's some problems happening, and I, I'm saying that um, – with all the pressure that's being put on the government itself, by the government and by international power, it's it's a ripe time to go fix something, file federal suits, file state torts. And that's why I made these two classes, and I want to talk about, if I may, I want to talk a little bit about these classes and 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 some of the environment that the class holds, especially hey, where's their where's their food so- shortages. We're right here in Coshocton and Zanesville, Muskingum County, Licking County. There's three counties that had they're starting to show up food shortages. So you walk into the stores, the big box stores, there's three, several of them, and you start to notice that a quarter or more of the the freezers are empty. Uh, Not here in California. Well, well, over here, there this way in my area, this is what I've seen. And so you go to the produce. We're missing uh, organic lettuces and some lettuces and carrots and some of the exotic stuff's missing. And that this couldn't has been be going due on. to you the snow the or anything? Huh? That's not due to the weather, maybe? or I don't know if it is or not. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you that. I don't know. But I've never seen it before, and I pay attention to that kind of stuff this way. You go to the meat counter... And the the meat area is uh, reduced like twenty twenty five percent, and I've never seen that before in all these category areas of food. Uh, breads were the same way. Bread there was a huge shortage in breads. Like, not only seen it two stores, it only went to two counties, mm. which is a long drive. So, this was when uh, this was two days ago. I started noticing well, that. Well, dude, you should come to California. But we yeah. have a whole slew of illegal people to feed, so they never have empty shelves here. Everything is stocked to the max. Is it really? Oh, yeah, it's a sin. It's so abundant. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's uh, beautiful, but, uh, you know, people are so useful. <laughs> but anyway, um, you should come a... to California. I'm sorry, Ohio's having a food shortage, unless they're just testing you. You know, they're, the government's doing all kinds of weird shit. You know, they let... The people in Hawaii freak out thinking they were going to be bombed any second, you know, and they did that also in Japan. In yeah, I've seen that. 
So that that's kind of my uh, intro on this. Um, yeah. Right now is okay. a great time. Right now, Angela, is a great a great time to bring in action and to solve problems. It's a wonderful time. The citizenry, the people, whether you want to call yourself a citizen or not, you have to decide that. It's To me, it doesn't really, I don't have a problem yeah, with just, it one way or another. I don't care. I'm a woman. Right? I'm a woman. Right. <laughs> so right now is a great time to bring an action, to bring a federal action. There's so many problems in so many ways that the counties and cities and villages and townships uh, are cause that are, that have problems and purposely causing problems and purposely violating rights and so forth. It's a, it's a beautiful time. It's it's the the environment is a, a target and rich environment. That said, when you're dealing with law enforcement and police on the street, you always want to get out of harm's way and do respect. Say whatever you're going to say, yes sir, no sir, whatever. Hey, have a nice day. Hurry up, write it. Let's get to court. Let's do this thing. You write your thing. I'm shutting up. You put whatever you want in here. I don't care. I'm going to go defend. I'm going to deconstruct this, and we're going to go. We're going to go see this thing. We're going to go figure this out. Get out of way. Get out of the way because law enforcement's under tremendous pressure. So, and the, some of the pressure they have is organized and being paid a lot of money to do a lot of damage to law enforcement. I don't know who these people are. I can only guess. And then they have the the average citizen who's got who's on opiates and problems, domestic violence, and and unemployment, and can't pay bills. All the things normal life brings, you know, all the problems. Sure. So they're under tremendous pressure. Be respectful. Get out of the way. Let them do their job. Um, just chill out with them. That's that's my I'm I'm recommending that strongly. And because I got family that's in first responder stuff, right? So I could see the wear and tear on them. It's it's enormous. And one of the conversations we had was that they were uh, trying to avoid calls now. They, now we're starting to see the strain is becoming so great. They're not coming. EMS is not coming to gunshot victims and fires and stuff. Fire departments are, are slowing down on that. The response times. They've been doing it for a long time. Now it's starting to really show itself. Um, so just uh, whatever you do, just be respectful. Let them do their job. Your job is to come to court and set the case up for a suit. Boom. Everything everything I'm doing now, everything I'm focusing on uh, when it comes to these these this environment, this legal environment, is you write your thing, fine. I'm setting my set up, my I'm setting my case up for a suit. That's it. It's that it's that boiled down to that point now. All the other legal issues, um if there's a legal question that needs to be asked, well then that's the time to ask it. File your motion brief and support, right? But everything right now is you did this, I'm suing. You did this, I'm suing. That's it. There is there is no more um, back, uh, back and forth on theories and, and uh, uh, ideologies and so forth. It's okay. Can I bring an app? Can I bring a viable, applicable suit? The question is yes or no. And about ninety percent of the time, yes. Ten percent, it's not worth bringing because it's just um, not really effective or the outcome isn't 
significant, doesn't change something, doesn't do something that's great. Because if I if I bring a suit, like I'm talking about the Social Security thing, it ha- it's 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 fairly large. It's it's in the medium sixty percentile large range. There's monetary reward, but it also opens the door for other religious people that have to deal with you know certain things. So that's 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 where I'm at. That's where I'm pushing. That's uh, for years I took and uh, researched a lot of theories and so forth. But what it boils down to now is that we're basically suing it. So there's if I can't put it in sue form, it's not worth dealing with or talking about. And a lot of times, if I can't put it in a suit form, then let's let's haggle out the theory. What what is the appeals court said about the theory? Let's write it, let's go file it, and let's go hammer the procedure, the policy, rule, regulation, and let's hammer the theory and let's get a victory on our side. That's that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. Everything else. I got people, Angela, I'm talking to people. People are slowly more and more coming to me in the family court area. And the egregiousness that I've seen with the the, viol- the fabrication of evidence and due process and that, having the ability to even bring uh, a rebuttal affidavit or just writing an affidavit where, where affidavits are required by the rules is being uh, either not filed or it's not being called or the, the party is not allowed to uh, make the affidavit case. So essentially, when these, a lot of these people are pro se, the court's silently closing the courtroom because the state has a obje- uh, monetary objective to uh, take the children, uh, receive payment, put the payment into this structure. I just seen Indiana. This was Indiana. Uh, it was last night. Uh, I was up to about 4 o'clock this morning. Indiana's uh, child support pay system is on the verge of collapsing. If that's right, if 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 Indiana is the the right state, I, I think it is because I read it. I actually saved it, but it was pretty late. I was pretty exhausted. So there's so much suable information that's real substantive, substantive problems. It only takes one violation. One violation, you can write an eight-page or ten-page complaint and add all your exhibits up front, and then they got to answer under 21 days under the rule, the federal rules, the answer. <clears throat> it only takes one substantive complaint, not only to cash out, but to fix this, fix whatever it is. These people are contacting me now in my inbox on Facebook and email and talking to me about what they should do. And it's a very troubling area because they're emotional wreck. It's very it's very hard. And I try not to allow that to enter into my being because it, it literally sucks the life out of you. I say, well, find the two or three biggest areas of rights violations and think about can you sue on those on those areas. And and everybody I've told that to so far in the last thirty days, thirty five days which is probably about 10 people, I'm going to guess 10 people, they've all come back and said, here are the areas. 
most of the area, about 80% of it, is not being able to get facts on the record. So, and in essence, the court is closing the courtroom silently. They shun your facts or your defense. Well, the rules call for a an affidavit. An affidavit can be converted into a, uh, affirmative defenses or other defenses, like like divorce complaints, right? So, this guy is having a divorce problem, and she files a divorce complaint, right, rightfully so or not rightfully so. I don't know. But then the, the, the rule is called answer. So they don't answer, but they come back later on and file an affidavit, which is supposed to be converted into the answer. Factually based, unprejudiced, straight up, straight down the truth, the facts. And the court's shunning that. And so that that by itself, that all by itself is a departure to leave that court. Go over to the federal court and file a federal suit. All by itself. A federal judge gets a hold of that, that they're going to have some serious problems. And then once you start bringing in your motions implicating monetary fraud or uh, um, bringing in your motions, uh, economic motions about how they're receiving money and, and com- potentially committing fraud, in this case, taking the money at, uh, at contempt power and then denying you access to either go in to retrieve the money or to put in or to pull out or to make adjustments or modifications. Once, if the court sees that and you can, if you can breach that veil or pierce that veil, that, that, that's going to bring in automatically the Federal Department of Human Services, Housing, whatever. You're going to, you're going to bring in uh, the feds that way, and that needs to be done. And it's suitable. And once you get your motions for discovery squarely pointed at those critical areas, and they like to play games, so your motions for discovery and your summons or subpoena, if the judge says, yep, file a subpoena or summons, you okay, can I file, you know, I'm going to ask the court, can I file a summons? Once your motions for discovery are squarely written, aimed at the organizational structure, the policy, the rules, the policy manual, the operator, who wrote it, all the the checklist that has to be gone down to present this question to the court and to get remedy or to seek change, uh, once the court sees the scope and the the, it's like a it's like a guided missile. It's got one target, bang. Okay, and here's another target, bang. And so, so instead of filing a broad motion for all these category things and thousands of them, you file individual motions. You can for specific areas that are related to the complaint. Now, everything's game, fair game, just about. Some things may be excluded, may not be relevant, whatever. They're going to jump up and crying down and so forth. That's not relevant. That's, some, that's a game they play. But the the amount of people that I've talked to uh, in these domestic cases or these children service cases, it's the opportunity is so ripe. It's so ripe. And I've personally, what I'm doing right now is I have these classes on my website, and I'll give you the site address. I'm gonna ch- tonight. I'm changing the cost on them. I'm gonna make them cheap. 
I'm going to be damn near giving them away. So you could take the material and start hammering them. Hammer, hammer, hammer. This is a great time to do this because uh, the system is under so much pressure because the system has caused its own misery. The people running it, they're criminals. Not everybody, not everybody is a criminal, but you have your select view that's causing enormous damage to people's rights. Even these, even these probate or uh, CPS judges, administrative judges, are, they're just breaking the law. And they don't have immunity in this way. They don't have immunity. And if they, if they do say they have immunity, well, it's our job to strip the immunity. That's the beauty of this thing. So uh, uh, may I give the website out? Please do. Okay. The website is, go to Google, type in, might be able to pick up on DuckDuckGo. I use DuckDuckGo. But Google uh, CraigKirkObjects.com, CraigKirkObjects.com. Or the actual name of the site is CraigKirkIobjects.com, but you can get it both ways. CraigKirkIobjects.com. Go to the site. Look at the class. Tonight, tonight when I get done here, I'm going to go change the price. I'm going to make it, I mean, ridiculously cheap I, because I want people <sighs> – I want people to be able to attain it to where I can still function to do that, to obtain the material and go just hammer the hell out of them. I mean, just take your issue and sue. That's it. Stop. I get a lot. I get some emails that are not related to the children's child support or the protective service, children protective service, and I get some people that are emailing me. Um, uh, and then I appreciate the I appreciate the novelty of it for some people, the knee jerk reaction. I appreciate. It, I understand. For me, it's old, and and it and it it's uh, usurping time and power. Uh, areas of thought in the patriot community, areas of thought that the courts have ruled negatively. Okay, and. I get those emails or I get those calls and they want, they want to talk about those things, like right to travel. Well, right to travel. You have a right to travel. You do have a right to travel, but you got to understand the scope of the right to travel. And there's a, there's a, and I'll talk about this. And then I talk about this in my case, in my first class because I go through a DUI stop and then it, that, that stop converts into a village to a county and then it goes from there to a federal lawsuit. You could see in video and audio and paperwork to progression. I show you uh, the areas uh, where everything happened uh, through Street View. I mean, you're literally walking through the entire case and looking at the fraud and how I, and how that case, that officer, that and it's a model. It's actually a model, it's a working model. You could take it and maneuver any way you want and get the same or better results. It's a. It's like laying the groundwork to a house. I laid the foundation. Take it. Now build on it because your case is not mine. Mine's very unique. Uh, I went through a chain of a series of things. Okay. I want to get people to where they, if they got a legal issue, go sue on it. And if they, and if you have a right to travel, and I'm going to talk about this for a minute. 
right-to-travel question, you have an absolute right to travel. I don't care what the state says. We know we have an interstate right to travel on the Superior and 54, Shapiro 54 case. We know that. I contend we have an interstate right to travel beyond the state of Ohio, beyond any state, even when it comes to maritime or international waters. You still have that right to go from island to island, from coast to coast, one continent to another, whatever. How you get there is the question. For I, And this question was posed to me on right to travel. I said you have a free and unalienable right to travel, and he cited some Chicago coach case, he cited some other cases, and the, the New York prosecutor came back and said, well, you have this public safety thing. Well, as soon as the prosecutor opened up the public safety question, now that's a wonderful time if people would understand. I talk about public safety a lot because public safety is in the scriptures, it's in the Constitution, and it's in the statutory and regulation structure. they got to prove the elements of public safety. Now, taillights, uh, license plate light is not a public safety problem. License plate light doesn't do anything other than reveal, enter the database. And that opens a question about, do you have a right to enter the database? And I'm uh, Any, like, leads database, I'm telling you right now, when you look at the language and the legislative intent on entering a database, the police don't have carte blanche to enter a database. The only way they have carte blanche is if you don't understand the rules and procedures and regulations behind it, and now have to make the right pointed objections to the database. Simply having a license plate on your car, especially with these license plate readers, ACLU is kind of hitting on the topic, if you actually look at them around the country. They're kind of hitting on the topic, but they're not squarely hitting on the, squarely hitting it. When you look at the database regulations and license plate and how it works and what they got to actually have to get in there, you know, you actually really have to have a court order to enter a license plate database. Because if you're, if you're making a traffic stop, you're seizing the plate, the car, and the person, or individual, however you want to call it. That's an arrest. So, and when you get into these arrest areas, now we're getting into blurred areas where you're talking about problems with databases. And when you look at the steering committee and the hearings on it that you, you have a right to have on the database, and you look at the language in Ohio, they call it a program. The Highway, uh, Highway Patrol, Inspector General, whatever his name is, shall make a program called the Leeds Database. Well, you know, programs are voluntary. Then they convert that from a program into a, a, a state law statute that says thou shalt enter a database and thou shalt do X, Y, Z. But the concept of the actual language of the statute written doesn't say that. Nobody raises that. I talk about that. It's important. It's, it's a program. It's like welfare, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. It's like paying taxes, engaging in income or not. Now, a lot of people debate, well, show me the statute. I, that's not for me. That's for you. The thing about it is is that these are programs. It says it plainly in Ohio in the statute, and that needs to be talked about when it comes to right to travel. The second part of it is the is I talk about public uh, safety. They've got to prove public safety. In their mind, they make a traffic stop. Let's say they have reasonable cause to make a stop. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. They have reasonable cause to make a stop, and there's a taillight out. 
headlight out, whatever. Headlights are public safety because when you're coming down the road, you can see the problems. It looks like a motorcycle, fog, all kind of environmental problems that you can have. So I I probably would side with them on the probable cause. You, maybe we can come up with a new theory or argument that will destroy that. I don't know, but I haven't done it yet. But when you're talking about taillights or license plate, a license plate light, you're talking about pro, uh, public safety. They're going to prove that, and the license plate doesn't necessarily prove public safety. It's, the license plate's detached because the, the license plate and the light by itself doesn't do anything other than illuminate illuminate the plate. Part two, you take and, and run a, a, a line from that to over entering databases. Now they have to wait. They have to enter the database. They have to have permission. There's a uh, database super, uh, supervisor. He's he's licensed, bonded, insured. It's this this what I'm saying goes to the same thing as to these child support orders to the BMV. These um, uh, child protective services taking children and sending getting the court order from the uh, child protective protective administrative judge sending something to the BMV and now they put that into the record. See, we're not, we, the, this is very ripe. And the reason I'm talking about this is because now they're talking about the new biometrics national ID card thing and the 400-page legislation they just came out with for this DACA garbage. So, we, it's it's a very unique time to 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 file your suit and make some serious uh, changes or defend yourself. It's either that or we're going to subjugate ourselves and constantly being served him and always being at the the enslavement of these masters in Washington D.C. and the state about you shall have a database and you shall allow me to get in it, I shall prosecute, you shall allow me to prosecute you, and you shall shut the hell up because you don't, you can't do anything because you can't figure pointedly. Well, my classes, I'm going to tell you, my classes go a long ways to stopping that madness. You have a right to travel, and the state always wants to point to one example during World War II. There's an example where the state says, see, you don't have a right to travel, but they'll never tell you in your face. I'm going to tell you what it is in your face. I'm going to tell you plainly what it is. The state uses the ghetto, the Warsaw ghetto uprisings as your right to not, not travel. The state points to no right to travel under international law. That's it. The state says you don't have a right to travel because we, we are invoking the Warsaw ghetto against you. If you know anything about Poland, the Warsaw ghetto, Germany, the invasion of that part of Europe, you under, if you know anything about it, Go look at it. That's the essence of state's position. That's the episode, that that is the uh, that is that is the embodiment of the county and the sheriff's position. You don't have a right to travel. Now the sheriffs, the police don't know this. I know. I know because I've I've talked to them. Not all of them. Some of them may know it, but the ones I talked to and the ones I've had discussion privately, they don't understand or know this. And I've pointedly questioned that, and I've asked public defenders this, and I've asked prosecutors this. I've even penned a couple letters to judges, and 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 the and the response has been birds and crickets. 
the truth of the matter is the state's position is when we get to and you see this in the colonies when they came into the United States on the East Coast. They took, they did self-quarantine. They created the forts, right, alleged forts, so-called forts. And they quarantined themselves and killed themselves by plague, starvation, whatever. That's the state's position. I contend that's, the, I, I contend that's, that's illegal. They, then they want to change it to, well, it's public safety. Well, then the burden's on you. You're making the public safety problem. You can take anybody that doesn't have a driver's license, suspended, revoked, revocated, no operator's license, whatever. If they can operate that automobile, where's the public safety problem? Public safety happens in the moment. Public safety crime or violation, which is actually a tort against you, me, or the, the telephone pole or the bridge embankment. The public safety happens in the moment. It doesn't happen while the state's got to qualify you. That doesn't prove uh, that doesn't prove public safety uh, violation. You have people right to this day who are licensed, bonded, insured truck drivers, cars, planes that are licensed and still cause devastation and crashes and everything else. So the right to travel exists. The right to have your children not being taken away exists. That's what my classes are aimed at. And I'm frustrated in the sense that these things are happening to good people, good people. And if they could just get the time under their belt and 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 look from my perspective, look at what I'm doing and what I've said and experienced through these videos and audios and the paperwork and see, they only need one or two good substantive rights violations. That's it. But then you can continuously file. Okay, I filed this case here. And I won. I got summary judgment. Well, we kept going forward. Oh, they did it again, but this time they did it this way. I filed here again. Another area in this child support area or this uh, CPS area is these kids coming up missing or dead or beaten half to death. I just don't. That is... That enrages me. I don't, I don't know how to even cope with that because I've never experienced that, but I know that just by looking at it, there's a case that just came down in Texas. I've seen this. Uh, the Texas AG is looking at this. They indicted these two women, this one woman for sure, and this other one I think they indicted her too. They gave this woman 24 years because this child went and See, this goes into public safety. The child went into protective services, went into this foster care, claiming public safety, and they and the child was murdered, beat to death. One child would start. Before that ever gets to that point, you could, man, you could break them. I'm telling you, you bring multiple federal suits and just break them financially. And then when they can't answer or they don't do well, then you can come in and seize their property and all kinds of things. You have so much, the people have so much, Angela, the people have so much power. I'm not advocating to be malicious or vicious in the sense of, just doing it just to be an ass. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing here. But the damage, the amount of damage is, that's happening 
and not being able to effectively bring your complaint and get an injunction restraining order in chamber uh, in chamber and camera inspection with the judge is important. Judge, I need your help, man. Look at this. A lot of people got negative feelings about the courts. I understand that. It's not it's not for guppies and minnows. This is shark infested uh killer shark waters. This isn't this is uh a, a vicious area. They play retaliatory games, they lie, they commit perjury, they do things. It's not for the faint of heart. But at the same time, you can bring your suits. And and these suits must they need to be done. They must be done. Or we have the same abuses, the same loss of rights, the same degradation, the same carnage, uh, destroying the family. And I talked to a Christian family, and they they got some problems. I can't say what it is, but they got some problems, and the state's on them, children's service on them. And their their religious beliefs are being challenged by an agency, not necessarily the court. So now they're being put to a religious test. Well, if they could put to religious tests, so can you. Find out what religion they are. If they're atheists, that's a religion. If they're Masonic, that's a religion. If they're witchcraft, sorcery, if they're sodomites, whatever they are, whoever, who cares... That's part of the religion. And I have examination across examination. I have in this first class, I have hard to feed expert witnesses. I mean, devastating Q&A, devastating Q&A on defeating expert witnesses, slaughtering them, making them look stupid. Same with police, LE, or law enforcement. Uh, Leo's, uh, just, just straight out slaughtering. Once you understand, uh, and I talk about art of cross examination by Wellman. It's important. Uh, it's in the class. Uh, look at Wellman how he how they didn't have discovery. You see that in the Amistad case. They don't have discovery. They walk around. How can I get discovery? They're like I don't. So they had to think. I mean, outside the box. They had to like think fast and hard, and be not ruled by rules and. Um, by doctrines of discovery and examination cross, there are, to this day, Wellman is the pinnacle examination and cross examination material. It's not hard. This stuff's easy. It's written in eighteen hundreds. I mean, some of this stuff is just downright funny. It's like well, it's like entertainment. But we've got to be able to sit down and read and be exposed to this. It, it, uh, I'm just beside myself because of the the amount of people that are just being trashed. Here's I I want to I I got involved in something. There was a shooting. I personally took heat. Did online, not in, not in person. So there's kind of a difference. But I definitely got the Columbus Dispatch, 10 TV, Channel 4 News, the Fraternal Order of Police. The Franklin County Sheriff's and the Court Administrator's attention. I definitely got that. I'm going to tell you about this case. This kid, 16-year-old kid, up in Columbus, Iowa, Franklin County. And I used a class to do this, this material. 
he's in court. The deputy walks over and grabs his mother. The kid reacts, and they said that's an emotional environment. You see the one video, deputy, the Masonic deputy walks over and grabs the kid's shoulder or grabs the kid's mother's arm. The kid reacts as a man would do by an assailant. That deputy, that woman had a right. I'm going to tell you that right now. That woman probably had a right to political dissent. She has a First Amendment right to uh, to protest police or the courts. That deputy went over there and grabbed her. That was an assault. I have in my in my federal case, Magistrate Deaver said, "Here's the here's how you bring an assault, a technical or common law assault, in a in a traffic stop." What he did was all I I'm going to say, damn near meets every element of the assault. She's up there blabbing her mouth. She has a right to. She's not in court. She's not disrupting court. Now, they're going to fabricate that. I know they will. She's a, she's in the lobby, and I know what lobby it's at. He walks over and puts his hand on her shoulder because she's running her mouth. She has a right to run her mouth. She's protesting. Political, religious, uh, rights, whatever it is, she's protesting. She's protesting. You could tell by looking at her. I feel bad for her. She, they're they're from the West Side or South End. They're they're poor people. They don't know these things. So you can tell by looking at her. And he goes over and puts her hand on that kid. That kid, skinny white boy, long skinny skinny, probably a buck twenty thirty, long uh, hair, skinny kid. Set the 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 fraternal or police clown says that he went and grabbed the deputy. Well, the deputy put him on the ground, pulled out his gun, and shot him in the stomach, killed him. Which happened to be on the last Sabbath, which was which was done on the moon cycles, which is very ominous. or very For me, it was very strange. I won't go into all that. that might, some people might find that esoteric or whatever. So he, they shoot this kid in the domestic court. Well, the, 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 in the class, I talk about this. The uh, se- the senior court of common pleas judge oversees the policies, operations, and policies and procedures of the jail and the courthouse. Here we have a, we have literally a, we have a murder. Franklin County Sheriff's, Columbus, Ohio, Ten TV. You can see the videos. They violate the judge's policy and. Uh, policy and procedure. He approved it. Now the question I have is, who wrote it? So all, and I, and I'm fighting with the international law enforcement. They left. They blocked me. Uh, other cop groups that are uh, the blimp, the blue thin line, Franklin County sheriffs, the fraternal order police. I'm on there, and I cite the statute. I say, see, this is the problem. You guys broke the law. And you shot this kid. You killed this kid. You guys murdered this child. 16-year-old skinny kid. I mean, he's he's on his back, and the cop shoots him in the stomach. One cop, we're supposed to have multiple deputies in this environment. They only had one. That's a policy violation, which should lead to an indictment, should lead to manslaughter or murder. That's what this should lead to. The fraternal order of police, this guy's an idiot. Not only does you can watch the video, not only does he make himself a witness, he makes a fraternal order of police himself a defendant too. 
So here's another area that the people, when they're dealing with police, they have fraternal, they have Masonic fraternal order of police. On the higher fraternal order of police, you have this horse all seeing eyeball. I called him out on it, right? The, the next day, the court of common police senior judge has and takes all the administrative staff and all the problems with this killing, this murder, and they have a meeting on it with the sheriffs. Just like the statute says. This is pointed. This is how you get your. This is how you. This is how you get. Every state has this. The court of common pleas senior judge has the power and the responsibility by statute to oversee the operations of the jail. And that includes having access to law libraries, all kind of things. That's what happened in my federal lawsuit on Muskingum. Now I didn't want to bring that suit, but they insisted. They insisted they're going to act like a bunch of idiots. I insist, like I can act like an idiot too, but I'll cost you. A hundred times more than you'll cost me, and I'll and I'll have and I'll and I'll get things solved. I'll get problems solved, and you will be stuck forever, stuck because the voters voted the jail down. Now you now you can't get a jail. Now you're violating inmates' rights nonstop. Now you're in grave danger. The statute says the court court police judge says thou shalt oversee the operations, policy, procedure of the court and the jail. Well, that judge came up next day and did that, and I saved that. This is taking the bull by the horn specifically and targeting a statute, and targeting a set of facts. Now, these parents, they don't know this. This kid's dead. They put him in the ground, shot him in the stomach. He died. They're asking for an independent investigation. The fraternal order of idiots, Ohio fraternal order of retards, are over there blabbing his mouth, confessing, making himself a witness. Talk. This is another crime. How he's over tampering with evidence too. He's he's so he's over there tampering with evidence. How's he talking to this deputy? This this is supposed to be sealed until the investigation's done. But here's another problem. They have access to the deputy, saying we're representing him. Well, that guy that that guy that's talking is, isn't representing the deputy because he's not a lawyer. And even if he is, he can't have he can't have spokesman and be the lawyer at the same time. That's a conflict of interest, possible. This is how you take heat to the to the very facts. The state wants you to argue everything off point. I say no. Let's go to the mechanics. It's like an engine. Let's tear the motor down. Let's see what makes this piece of crap run. Well, here it is. We got a Chevy Vortec. It's junk. <laughs> The rods are banging it. You got some damage to the bearings. Let's pull it out, put a new crank kit in, have the block on, deck plate, whatever, blah, blah. Put it back together. Let's try to make this thing run for the customer. That's what these classes do. Pointed, be very pointed. This this is a problem because I, there's so many people that can't get past. They're like stuck. They're like, and, and they're like um, tethered. They're like have walls. My class is designed to overcome these walls. It takes a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of time, effort, energy put in there. It took a lot of time. It took me a year almost to make the, all the videos. The first class, 167 hours. It's like three weeks long. It takes a long time. But you can jump to chapters that are that you need, like appeals. Go right to appeal chapter. I walk through how to write a basic pointed appeal. 
statutory construction. Okay, well, wait a minute. The statute says X, Y, Z. The English doesn't make sense. You're substantially changing the language of the statute. Statutory construction. How are the statutes written? Forms. I got forms. There's just there's a lot of research in in the class, the civil rights, the civil rights class itself. It's all about suing for employment and civil rights violations. I mean, there's a lot of complaints, and I'm willing to go the extra mile to put the time in to help somebody, you know, with a reasonable amount of time to uh, help them narrow down. But it has to be quick. Uh, to narrow down the topics to bring the action and run it out. Because one cause, one area, let's say one fact or one damage, might run into 30 pages of research once you get it all done. It might not run that far. It may be run 5 to 2, 5, 10, or 15, or 20, or who knows, maybe 30. I like to be exhaustive and go as far as I can because the courts want more from us. So I try to go the extra mile as far as I can go. And it's just on one little area, one area. Now, with the CPS and the child support and the divorce courts, it's procedure. The biggest thing that I've seen in these areas is just like this where they shot the kid. They close the doors to the public, but the fraternal order of idiots gets to open the door. But you and I can't get in there. The all-seeing eye fraternal, Ohio fraternal order of idiots, they got the all-seeing eyeball. They get they get to walk through in and out of the door. Well, we're representing the police. Well, you're affecting this family's rights. Yes, these people should be naming it. So it's like procedure, right? Find a procedure that closes the door to the court. Well, what what is that? Well, it could be it could be you filed a motion. And maybe the motion maybe the motion isn't necessarily uh a good motion, but it still has to be addressed. And the court says, We're gonna close we're gonna silently close the court on you. Just so silent that you can't see it. Hear the creaking of the door and the hinges, or it's closed. And then we're going to next, and here comes CPS. They're going to come in and with fraudulent affidavits. They're going to come in with fraudulent affidavits, and we're going to uh, do something to you. So we got a two-pronged violation. We got the court was closed, and they came in with and committed perjury. I'm going to take those two prongs. I don't have to go any further, generally speaking. I'm going to take those two prongs, and I'm going to take them, and I'm going to walk those two things onto paper and file my federal suit, boom, I'm in court. they got to defend that garbage. This is how simple it is. But to understand the two prongs, it might be complex, it might be mind-twisting. But once you get it, uh, once you get the, 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 the complexities under, under your belt the best you can, you bring them, and you still have, you still have the ability to get a judgment and whole or part on my complaint. And you still you still can bring the civil rights complaint or a federal tort or state court tort complaint against the CPS woman or man, whoever. There's a lot there's a lot of many there's a lot of little many steps in there. 
Like they go to, like they go to, they go to use a government computer. Well, there's a statute on that. Then they use government paper. There's, there's, uh, and then there's a statute on, and then there's um, uh, a statute that deals with, uh, uh, what is it called? I'm gonna, I'm losing my thought on this. Paper retention. It's a statute on retention of uh, state documents. There's a statute on that, and you're like, well, what does that do? Well, that uh, what that does is these statutes sh- shall uh, be held for, or these documents shall be held for so many years. Well, then they take if there's evidence of these documents, there's evidence in there. Then they take and destroy it or hide it. Now they tamper with that statute. So there's a there's these little steps. Then they take and come into the clerk's office and time stamp it. Well, there's a statute that deal with time stamping. And now the clerk's got it, and then the clerk says, well, now the clerk has a duty. The statute says the clerk shall oversee and look at these things to some degree. We need to figure out what that is through the appeals court, like Google Scholar, and say, what does the clerk have? What's the duties? The clerk's duties are this, but the clerk goes out of the way to exclude me here, but allows this garbage over here in. So now we have, now we brought in a clerk. That's a complaint by itself. I mean, you know, so we you can have thirty causes or thirty counts or thirty causes of action, or you can have two, and then bring your separate thing all by itself, like the clerk issue. If we can, if we can isolate the the event, and then we can name the defendants and the clerk, and the and the county or the city, whatever. Then you can bring your action, and you can you can you can inject inject the federal judge and the U.S. marshals and the federal prosecutor into this. You can do it by declaration once you get a file too. You can do it in form of paupers or pay. I prefer paying, but you may not be able you might not be in the position to do that. I have all these complaints, and this is this is this is what needs to be considered. I can't tell you what to do, but. This is what needs to be considered. Taking these little one area. So our problem is, is we like to make these complaints vast and voluminous, right? We make them all these people and all these things. And I did this in my complaint. Let me tell you what I did in mine. I didn't want to pay for three separate complaints. The magistrate Devers told me about this. We had a uh, we had a uh, twenty we had a conference twenty six e conference whatever it was twenty seven I can't remember what this rule is. We had a conference, and the, and the magistrate says, well, we're trying to sort it all out. She goes, you know, you have three different complaints, or you should have brought three different calls. <laughs> but I didn't want to spend $375 per complaint. I said, well, I needed – Your Honor, it's true. I was going to do that. But here's what I had to do. I had to show you from beginning to end. From be, And I wrote this out, and I go through every fact, and each to each fact I show you the cause of action and why, what I said. And my complaint – my complaint was 100% federal constitutional complaint. There was no sta- statutory rules, regs, or I didn't bring any statutory law in. I did kind of hint of some rules, but but by and large, everything that I brought in was constitutional. I'll show you that. I, I walk you through all the facts, uh, 257 facts, 104 causes of action. I did that for a reason. I did that so... All seven attorneys can build a living hell out of the county, and they did, rightfully so. I mean, they spent a lot of time. It took a lot of – it was – you had to be a constitutional lawyer to go through that. 
And there was only one out of seven attorneys, only one constitutional lawyer. Andrew Yoshowitz, he was the only one. He was a Jewish guy. And they spent, a, they spent, a, they spent, and they loved me for it. And they kept feeding me more motions to, to reply, and I kept feeding them. It's back and forth. And, the, and the, they loved it. They loved me for it. The ticket kept going up. It made them a lot of money. I got what I wanted. You got to build a jail. This jail committee came in, said we're going to build a jail. The, the people voted it down. Now the counties in the world is hurt. That's not my problem. You broke the law. You take these specific areas and you name them specifically. So we're always bringing these vast complaints. You know, oh, I made three. I made three complaints in the one forty-one page complaint, which is about three and a half pages per person, or something like that. I can't remember what the math is. I divided eleven defendants into forty-one pages, and that was my answer, something like that. It was really close to that. And I, that's 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 on par with. That's on par with a basic complaint, right? Three pages, four pages, complaint, boom. They got to answer. They have to answer the complaint, and uh, and then I, I in federal court you're not supposed to reply, but I did. I took the state rule, and I show you what I did. I took the state rule and I where it says complaint, answer, reply, I brought the state rule in by procedure, and I replied. But there's no federal rule that says thou shalt reply. I did that, and that caught their attention, reply. I did that for a reason. I got that from a law professor. I showed you why I tell you, in the videos, I show you why I did that. I also mean, also, and you can do this, whether you take the class or not, you can do this. You can name the defendants as residents of the United States District Court. The residents. Federal prosecutor out of Cincinnati told me about it, why he did that, what that means. I'm I'm making the defendants residents. I show you what I did that for. I show you in the complaint how I did it, what I said they were, and that's when you have federal prosecution and you're naming them residents. Angel, this—that's why I'm making the. I want to. I, I need to help more people this way. I want them to have access to material. I got to make it cheap. Where can we find uh, it? Is it posted on your website or? When we get done here talking, I will. I'm going to go change because I just, as we was talking, I said, you know what? I got to. I I raised the price a little bit. I said, I'm going to bring it down. They got more people can have access to this this way. When we get done with this show, I will. I'm going to be changing the cost, and you can get them uh, at the bottom of the page. Buy them both together, cheap, and from what it is what, now. What are we? What are we buying? Buying two classes. Yeah. There's three classes all together. I'm sorry. There's three classes. I see. The the first class is the main class that I went through. Where I videoed and audioed my complaint and laid the groundwork for all the for the federal civil rights lawsuit, and that's like that's a big class. It's 167 hours. It's all video and audio with documentation. I mean, there's 
there's a lot of material in there. There's a constitutional research trial notebook. I show you how I did my trial notebook and what my trial notebook consisted of and the areas I was going to argue. There's code pleading of biblical law, which code pleading, I show you how the guys from the 1800s, how they examined and cross-examined, how they brought their, you know, how they brought code pleading, rebutter, surrebutter, like complaint, answer, reply, right? It's pretty much similar. Like chapter six, legal research, public records, extraordinary remedies, comity, chapter nine is grand jury. Chapter 10 is my favorite chapter in terms of freedom and rights, is inmates' rights. That's 12 hours long. And I go and I walk through all kind of statutes on inmates' rights that people would never even think about. Air quality, food, phones, uh, commissary, um, neutral loaf, Judge Posner out of um, out of New York who just retired, Judge Posner. He's putting a committee together to help inmates and stuff. I'm talking with Judge Posner. And inmates' rights is very important. If you find yourself, that in itself can net yield. Rebecca on awesome here wants lawsuit. to know. Rebecca on here wants to know if you've won any cases. Yes, I did. Do My you have case. those anywhere so that people can look? Or? Yeah, you can go look at United uh, Kirk versus Muskingum. Wait a minute. K-I-R-K versus what? Who? Musk Kingham. Can you spell that for me? Yeah. Uh, M-U-S-K-I-N-G. So it's Kirk versus Musk King? Yeah, uh, Musk Kingham, then U-M. I'm sorry, U-M. Um, and then if you go to... Uh, you can see the end result of that case on the jail committee because ultimately I I set up for a jail. Jail was like thirty million dollars. I was I'm after. Sorry. Can you repeat that again? I I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? Okay, uh, the case is Kirk versus Muskingum. And. And if you go to uh, Zanesville. Type in Zanesville News. Um, I, I, have, I have this material, too. County uh, going to build a new jail. You'll pull it up. Zanesville, Muskingum County builds a new jail. You'll see that. You'll see the time frame and the progression, my suit, what I asked for at what I asked for in the conference. You'll see what they did, the, the jail committee. You'll see that. I uh, That in itself is a... That in itself is a, uh, it cost the county $30 million. The voters voted that down, so now the county's in big trouble. I, I, I needed to, to make a, uh, a county change. That's how I did that. And I show you. Oh, Rocky, the, Rocco put up the link to it so we can go there. Thank yeah. you, Rocco. Uh, that's important because they were they were literally making inmates sick and, and having inmates sitting. I was in that jail and the and there's a guy in there. He's in a wheelchair and the no the poor wretched inmates. I feel sorry for him. 
The guy's in a wheelchair, and he's got bio coming out, leaking on the floor, two bunks away from me. The guy's turning gray. He's sick. He's vomiting. And he's sitting there, and he hadn't had a bowel movement for almost a week, and the jailers didn't, wouldn't do anything. The jailers wouldn't do anything. They just Is there something there. wrong with your dog? Huh? Is there something wrong with your dog? No, hold on for a minute. Crying. Hold on. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's hold wrong on. with him? It's a puppy wants its mother. Oh, well, let him have his mother. It's, I'm on the phone. So we got puppies being... Oh. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cause a, a problem. Oh no, it does that all the time. It needs to be fed. It's tiny. Oh. So, I opted for the jail. And you in, opted for the jail. Why? Yeah, I opted for the jail. Opt- wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you say you opted for the jail, are you saying you took a sentence in jail? No. As opposed to, okay, what are you no, saying? I, what I'm saying that? is I opted for the jail to be built versus monetary. Because the monetary side of it wasn't impactive enough. It didn't solve the problems. It didn't solve my problems. And it didn't solve other inmates' problems either. <laughs> Hold on for a minute. I'm totally lost here. Oh, God. Hey, the I, poor I, baby. Yeah. People, people can hear you across the country. Like we can't put them together. Well, do something with it. The dog is sick. It has infection in it. Do something with it. Don't let us do it. Hold it. Oh, my. You don't have a mute, a mute button, Craig? Yeah, I do. Oh, I, I want you to hear the drama. Jesus <laughs> Poor dog. It, it needs its mama. Why is it crying? Because it wants to get over and see its mom to get milk. And why won't you let it? I don't know why she don't. She's not letting it. I don't know. She said it was sick or something, or it's got fleas. It's got these terrorist little fleas. Oh, so. that's real easy to take care of. Um. Okay, well, anyway, let me read this here. Order and report and recommendation. Is that the part I should read or no? There was uh, two of those, and one of them is 15 or 16 pages, and the other one is... Uh, I want the short version. Well, they both do different things. So I don't know which one that is without opening it up. Um, the one described the assault that I was talking about, where the, the sheriff touched the lady. In okay. one of the report recommendations, the magistrate talked about what a technical or common law assault is. Okay? You know what? I am sorry. I, I can't do this. I can't listen to this and hear that dog crying in the background. That's just it's breaking my heart. Can't you hold him? <laughs> Something. Okay. I can't hear him anymore. 
uh, Craig. Did we lose Craig? Did he go off, Gull? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, he's there. I just, I guess he's muted. All right, well, when you get that straightened out, come back on the call. I'll go ahead and read it in the meantime. Uh, where is it? Kirk versus Buskingham. Applicable law, let's see, under rule, application, even assuming that the plaintiff has failed to affect the service as to under application. Conclusion. For the above reasons, the court grants plaintiff a 21-day extension of time to affect service on defendants, Matt Lutz, Robert Stevenson, and all the rest. The undersigned cautions plaintiff that this 21-day period will run from the date this report and recommendation is issued. Even if any parts of party objects, CSD Ohio, blah, blah, blah. Oh, let's talk about the uh, service thing. I want to talk about that for a minute. Okay. Is, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Okay, here's a problem. that they, Here's what they did. And I took. This is what I mean by taking them task on the rules. Now these are these lawyers are getting paid a lot of money. I filed my complaint, and the lawyer representing the county went. <laughs> she got in a world of trouble for this, and this had this had huge implications for Ohio and service. So this is another example. This was an appellate issue. I was making the issue. She went and took off of Pacer, accepted service without me making service, and then wrote a reply to all the defendants that she was representing. Or, no, I'm sorry, not a reply, an answer. She took and made the answer, accepted service, and I made the argument they didn't service doesn't need to be met, be met because the lawyer who representing XYZ defendants had waived service. And the evidence is on the record that here's the answer. Why do I need to make service? I that that was pretty profound because she wasn't supposed to do that. And so and here's an, here's another thing that she done. I had 120 days to make service. The lawyer caused this problem. I didn't cause this problem. So from the time I filed a complaint, I got 120 days to make service. I, I, what I did was, and they, and they, they sabotaged this, but, but it still worked in my favor. So I, I, served, I filed a complaint, and I made service to defendants in a sequence. I had this all sequenced out because there's a lot of people. So the first three may got service this week. And the rest of them are waiting on service. I got 120 days to make service. The rule says 120 days. As soon as I filed my complaint, she she uh, answers affecting my right to make service on it in 20 days. I'm, I said that I said this to the court. I said she took and basically waived the right to service, and they actually admitted 
or answered the complaint, and service is not relevant. So she came in here and preemptively, and I never made service to the defendant she answered for either, but she, but they answered. Well, the judges were not happy about that. Now, she got, I didn't mean for that to happen. She got fired from that law firm. She went somewhere else, whatever, whatever. But she did that. I didn't do that. That's what I'm saying. So now we have a service change that goes to the appellate court. Well, they was not happy about that because, hey, they did it. I didn't. I made service in my sequence. I have a right. I said I have a right to make a service 120 days, and here's who I'm serving whenever. So what's driving the county crazy was, that, well, he didn't make service to anybody else. He only made service to these three people so far, whatever it was. And and we're waiting and waiting. we got 120 days to make service. We're waiting. It's driving him crazy. We want to get this on the road. We, he's got to hurry up and make service. And, and we're going to do everything we can to interfere with him making service. I did that for a reason. I, want, I needed 120 days because there's 11 people or whatever it is. There's 11 people. That is how I did that, and that's why the judge ruled the backdrop behind that uh, recommendation was is that uh, I was essentially going to have the service rules changed, which had big implications. I can say, look, they took my service rights away by answering them preemptively. So I, I contend I didn't have a really – and they never really cite any cases that were pointed at – on that issue, that's how narrow that was. I was like, there's no cases. That way, I said, they. she answered on people who's never been served, so they waived service. She did that. See, the, when you know that, when you look, when you know the rules and you see these little anomalies, and see, these are the problems that they cause to get themselves in problem, get themselves in trouble. It's the same thing with CPS. It's the same thing with um the police, the databases, you find that they make these errors. And so that's why they said you had 21 days to make service. Well, I already made service. You guys made it for me. Now, here's what, here is what they tried to do. Now, had I went and made service, right? Court says, we got a rule problem now, then he's going to do appellate, he's going to the appeals court. Um, and he's going to have the appeals court make a big change in the service rules, which is going to affect all the lawyers. It's going to affect everybody because we've got this 21-day rule. We've got to make service, whatever. They're trying, they, there's going to make me 21 days, whatever. There's a state law, and I complained about this, too, in the motion. I said, look, there's a state statute that says I have to go back to court. Now, here's another due process problem. It's an extraordinary burden on me that's not on them. And I was going to make this a constitutional question. I already put it in there. There's a state law that says if you have a pending case, whether it's non-reporting probation or a live case or um, something of that nature, you're not allowed to talk. And the statute is very clear on this. You're not allowed to, and I show you the statute, you're not allowed to talk or have contact with anybody involved in that case. The state law says that. So what they was trying to do, the lawyers were trying to do to get the court to to uh, open this case back up. It doesn't say whether it's on probation. It just says just the court. It just says that it has to be a pending case. 
So if I went and made service, okay, they would have they would have brought this statute in, say I'm in contempt of court, that I didn't get a court order and have the court uh, uh, assist me to make service because the state law says thou shalt have a court order or thou shalt go back to court because there's a prior pending case that's six months, a year old, whatever it is. And if you don't do that, you can be held in contempt and go to jail for 30 days or 60 days or whatever the judge may. Now, they was trying to get me to do that. They were trying to get me to break that statute. And I cited that statute, so we got a conflict here. I put that statute and the effects on me and the crosshairs to strike that statute down. See, this is the thing about this. This is why you, we can do this. This is how you take the, the operation of what's happening and completely destroy it. Or, I would say completely destroy it, but affect it in such a negative impact uh, for my rights that it brings, it brings real change. It brings substantive real change. And what you and I talk about that in the videos. There's so many little tricks that you can pull on them, because that's what they're doing. They're playing tricks and traps. There's so many little things that you can pull on them. That's real. That sustained them. They were trying to entrap me, but I came back and made the objection to the entrapment. That it says. I have to go back to court now to get the judge to okay to make to get them service state law. We have a conflict between the federal rules of civil procedure and the state law, and you guys put me there. They were trying to do that to me, and I called them out on it, which which is a, by itself is a civil rights violation because it prohibits me to have access to the federal court in a meaningful way that everybody else, you know that. So that what that does is that makes me disenfranchised. That makes me a second class citizen. It makes me uh makes me uh in the Warsaw ghetto. That's where it puts me in the Warsaw ghetto. And I made the objection. That by itself is a suit. And had I went and done that and they did something to me, then I would have another suit just on that issue alone. That's what I mean. That the beauty of this uh, to stop this ignorant stuff is within our reach, is within our grasp, and and people need to people really need to start doing this. The the amount of damage, the amount of, I mean, it, it's getting so bad now that's like that it's like the system is cannibalizing its its citizenry or the people or whoever you want to call them. It's just nonstop. It's just nonstop. The counties are breaking the law. They can't, there's so many laws they can't possibly keep all the law, but they're breaking the law, and I think the legislature did that on purpose. That's what the legislature does. They prosecute you. You you have a right. You have a duty and a right to prosecute back. Our job is to stay out of harm's way, not break the law, but if we find ourselves in a awry situation, well, are they following the law? They, it's, it's heresy. It, they're legal heretics. You broke a law. Well, so are you. You're breaking a law. What's that mean? Oh, so you're... Break more than we do. But anyway, uh, did you... I said they break them more than we do. They break the law every day. As soon as they put on their uniform. Anyway. 
Did you want to take any questions? Uh, anybody have a question? Press star eight. I'll put you up in the queue. That uh, was a quick hour went by. Hour and twenty minutes. So if anybody has any questions, Rebecca, are you going to call in? She had a lot of questions on the chat. But anyway, uh, Star yeah, 8, that'll put you in the queue. I'm sorry, what? Angela, they break, they, they, they break the law in ways we can't even fathom. The, cons- <laughs> the racketeering is so vast. I think putting on a, bra- uh, a badge allows them to take people's lives and beat people up. And Yeah. I mean, so... And the people have to be smart enough to get get out of harm's way fast. You got two conflicting. Just it's a sad situation. I mean, you got to be you got to get out of there. A prudent man, in a lot of ways, a prudent man or woman, will shield themselves from evil. And that's what I'm saying. You got police officers. Let them do their thing. You mean if you got the skills under your belt, it's not. I mean, you know, if you're out there robbing or stealing, you know, that's tort stuff, and I understand that, but. These infractions and these traffic stops and shooting people and they shot that little kid in the Franklin County Juvenile Court. Sixteen-year-old kid. Evil. That's straight out. Then you got the Fraternal Order of Police, Ohio Fraternal Order of All-Seeing Eyeball Police. Yeah, that's it. They're brother. That's a brotherhood. Fraternal Order of the Police. That's a Freemason organization. You can tell because when one of them dies, they have the bagpipes, you know, and the free, that's Scottish Freemasonry right there. Yeah. They have the bagpipes. But anyway, some of them, I don't even think they know. There's, you know, they just do what they're told because they're good little slaves. Well, they, they're, they're doing a job and, and the balance, the, so I'm going to kind of play the devil's advocate, and this kind of gets people roared up. There's a balance there. The civil society, you got people like us that are always trying to seek the, the righteous side of law and trying not to break law and hurt, harm people and so forth. And then you have the other side of society that they're getting trapped in dependencies on drugs or upbringings, they have all these degradations, they have this, you know, where's the balance on this? I don't know how to reach reach equilibrium. The police, they don't have equilibrium. It's just straight out caveman, knuckle-dragging, put you in jail, I'm going to shoot you, kill you, beat you to death. I mean, that's not balance. This stuff doesn't make sense. The legal system is just... I got Gary, uh, Jerry Spence on my Facebook wall. And they talk and they have these uh Thunder Ranch trial trial uh trial lawyer and he's got a lot of books and stuff and I look what he says and I and from my own experience and then looking at students and so forth it's just the legal system is is just completely destroyed. It makes Oh yeah. He'll it doesn't make sense you. anymore. It doesn't I don't know if it ever really made sense, but it, right now it doesn't make sense at all. It just Well, what was that I just read? Somebody said, well, I've gotten a couple of dozen emails about oh, uh, Trump changing the IRS or taking down the IRS or changing the tax law or something. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to read it. Do you know what that is? 
Yeah, I, I, well, I don't know what it is, but I know what I've seen so far. Um, I got a business. I got Craig's Discount Auto Repair, and I sell parts and stuff like that. So it's a small business. And so I'm filing taxes, <laughs> and the tax forms are different, and the way they're the way they are written, and how the simplicity of it. It's it's amazing. Um, I don't know if he took down the um, if they took down the databases as to where they were in terms of the decoding, the um, Ames, Amadissa. Um, the uh, CID manual type FOIA request, yeah. you know, how you, do, yeah. how you decode all the FOIA requests. Uh, Talking the about the master, master files. <clears throat> I don't Talking know about if they the master files? Or? Oh. Yeah, does anybody know? I'm sure curious about that. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm all for Chipping away at the IRS, you know me. Like, I'm going to be doing FOIA requests on that issue. That I got all the books and stuff. I got Richard Standard and stuff. Yeah. I don't have all of it, but I had a lot of it, and I got some of the manuals you get right online. I'm going to be doing FOIA requests to find out whether or not that's still you have to still deal with that garbage. That's just that decoding stuff. It's just just ignorant. I mean, that's the most ignorant stuff I've ever seen in my life. That. Did you talk about tampering with governmental records? That stuff's felonies. I just got a I just got an assessment from a high department of treasury or a high department of taxation on uh, taxes for a certain amount of time. They charged me. They sent me a letter, and I got to respond to this. They sent me a letter. That I owe them like two thousand eight hundred and sales tax. And I and I was and I called him. I said, "Are you guys insane?" I said, "You're so." It's seven point two five. That means I would have made to have almost made three hundred thousand dollars in sales. Is that what you're saying? That's what it says. I said, "Do you have do you have any records of that?" I'm going to send. Here's my public records request. I'm a, I'll be honest. If I had made two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars of gross income off a of sales tax. Or if I would have if I would have made two thousand or if I owe two thousand seven hundred dollars in sales tax, that means I would have had to make somewhere around I don't know, I'm gonna guess three hundred thousand in gross sales. That never happened. I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> Somebody fabricated evidence. And I, I put a, I put an email to the higher attorney general inspector on this. And I timestamped that email, and I made sure he got that. And they came out with a, they came out and sent me another email. And they came out with tax amnesty and all kinds of things. I told him, I said, uh, Inspector General, somebody is fabricating evidence at the Higher Department of Taxation, saying X, Y, Z, creating economic and legal burdens that are not accurate, and then penalizing people for something that's not accurate. I said, here's the documentation. Here's the scan. Here's what they're claiming, and here's the gross sales that I made. I'm telling what it is because I, I got a tax ID, tax exempt status. Here's the gross sales. See, here's another lawsuit. I mean, just, I mean, I can't sue everybody. I don't have that much time. I'm, you know, I'm only 51. I ain't got much time left. But <laughs> this is another example of putting 
This is a tort, a state tort complaint. You just can't arbitrarily make up a number, put it, and then and make enforcement policy, and then fine you X Y Z and do these things to you. So the high inspector general, he said he's looking into it. I said, this is this doesn't make sense. I'm a tiny small business. I don't have much sales, uh, um, taxable sales or um, sales tax in this area. So I, you know, I, I do whatever the law requires. So I'm they, I get uh, tax exempt areas. And then when he goes to finish his report, I'm going to be asking for a copy of it, and I might very well be filing my own suit on it, because. That's illegal as hell. Then they use a law firm that the attorney general's office contracts with, which is the wine. They use a law firm, and that law firm writes this document. Last time they did this, they got sued. Lawyers sued the law firm for uh, tampering records, and and, uh, and and they took it to federal court, and they filed under FDCPA for their collections practice act, and the lawyers won. <laughs> this is just stupid. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. Just there's so many problems. The system is just garbage. I mean, we do have a certain amount of freedoms compared to other countries, but the more the more it gets into it, it's ripe for these suits. These, I, I, that's why I'm going to make these classes ridiculously cheap, as cheap as I can. I want people to be able to do this. I want. And then I'm going to offer so much um, general talk about whatever it is, whoever needs it, when they get to classes. I'm going to try to do what I can that way because it takes a lot of time. And that's that's my goal. And I'm hoping I'm effective. I want to help people because so many people are just being bludgeoned to death. Sort of like that puppy crying. You know? <laughs> It's just horrendous. It's not fair. It's it's downright evil. What do you, you think about anybody? It? Yeah, I agree with you. It's downright evil. Yeah, I've been saying that a long time. I've been watching it a long time, you know. So. Yeah. So. I got a, I got children. Actually. I don't know how they're going to deal with this. They're nowhere near where I'm at. I don't know. It just I feel sorry for people that's got children that are wrapped up in this mess, this madness. It's just, I don't know. I mean, this isn't... I mean, this is what it's all about. This is the. This is how they operate. And this is how they're going to function and do these things. As long as they grease their skids and take from the people, turn them into subjects or serfs. This is this is what it's all about. Uh-huh. I won't get an argument out of me. And really, uh, it's getting worse and worse. I mean, and they don't even care anymore that it shows. <laughs> it's like they don't care. They're just, uh, they just, Put you in jail, fine you, you know, have the bailiffs take you. Whatever they want to do, they do it because uh, they can, and they don't care who's watching. 
You don't care. You know, the media is all, in, in, they're all in the same bed together. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see justice coming anytime soon, but I can't give up hope. You never know. You know, we yeah. keep plugging away. That's all we can do. That's all I'm doing. That's why I made these classes. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm offering the way I am. Yeah. How long have you done these classes? How long have you been promoting them? Uh, I had a website before. I've had three websites. The first two were just nonstop attacked. I mean, horrendously attacked. This one here, less content, less less pages, less attack. So probably going on three years. So. Maybe a little bit longer. It took uh, took about a year to make them. Videos. I mean, it took. Oh. You got slow computers, the processor. What are they? Things. What are they like? Uh, so you got videos. Do you have any, you know, PowerPoint presentations? I mean, samples. What? That's no, all video and audio. MP4, MP3, and documentation. And they're and they all come they come in chapters or organized in chapters. And on the website you can see the go to the uh buy now page, you can see the chapters, you can see like a screenshot of the chapter, all the chapters for one class and then there's there's you get like three classes, there's a jury class in there too. I saw I I talk about a problem that the, the lawyers have but they don't understand why juries rule the way they rule. I talk about that. <laughs> And I show the federal courts what they say. The federal courts give out in jury instructions. Right. And I show the the judges themselves say they don't understand why juries respond or do the way they do. But the judges don't take in consideration. Now this is my so this is my own thought. This doesn't necessarily, you know, have, nobody necessarily has to agree with it. So I respect everybody's opinion and so forth. So just bear with mine. When it comes to jury, they're called the congregation. And in some respects, I think the jury is moved by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, How do you figure? <laughs> tell uh, that to Erwin to Schiff and tell. <laughs> I know that. I know that. I understand that. But what are you there's talking another about? part to that called the courts of heaven. And the commerce thing with Erwin, I or I followed Erwin quite a bit. His, yeah, well, his jury sure in the hell wasn't led by the Holy Spirit. It was led by the devil itself. So where do you? Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I I understand that. And the <laughs> the commerce problem, the commerce problem itself is insane. We're not supposed yeah, to. Well, what problem. do you mean they are led by the Holy Spirit? I don't mean to be argumentative, but you made no. a statement. Why do you think the juries are led by the Holy Spirit? Not all juries. I never said all. I said sometimes, or okay. I should say sometimes. Uh, they have a component that uh, the jur- the judges can't understand why jury members come come to the conclusion the way they do. You have so you have a portion of judgment that comes on the nations too. When it comes to Irwin ship, the commerce clause and the commerce shit. I think Irwin was 100% right. The problem is, I think commerce is 100% patently illegal. In the in the form that we got it, that's a 
that's a hell of a problem. I don't. I've never seen anybody offer any answers to that commerce problem. It, it's a commerce. The way the United States has got it set up is straight out crime. I mean, it's you talk. There's no. There's no other greater example of unjust enrichment or unjust weights and measures that I can that I can show. I think Irwin's right what he was saying, but the <laughs> commerce problem and unjust weights and measures that shit's wicked as hell. Yeah, and his jury wasn't led by the Holy Spirit. Well, it probably wasn't. I didn't. I didn't see the. I didn't watch a panel of the jury, or I didn't see the voir dire. I didn't see who did what. I don't know who said what, or so I don't know. I did follow him, read his books and stuff, articles. Oh, well, the jury was led by the judge and the prosecution. Well, on my site, well, I have like, a page. Called, yeah. Well, on my I'm site, sorry. I have a page called uh, "Prosecutor the Devil." You ought to read that. Because the front, the devil's the prosecutor. Yeah, I don't have to read that. I already know that. <laughs> the the prosecutor is the embodiment of Satan in his satanic office. Might as well call him the persecutor. Yeah. The judge is supposed to sit in the seat of of God, Moses, and Aaron, but he, yeah. he jumps off the bench and becomes a prosecutor too. He's a, he's 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 ready to sacrifice you on that uh, bench of his. That's an altar. It really yeah. is an altar. It's raised. He's wearing a priest outfit. So you know. Yeah, it's the, a religion. The, it is a religion, and we don't belong to that religion. Yeah, like George Carlin used to say, "You, you, you ain't in the big club. We are." <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and and the color of the robe is Islamic. That's another problem too. So. That's a black Islamic robe. So but, the Catholic priests wear that too. Uh, Ministers wear it. Priests wear it. People yeah. that graduate from high school wear it. You know, it's yeah. a it's a Freemasonic symbol. <laughs> Nobody knows that that robe. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to veer off. Uh, Let's see here. Sorry, we're we're having fun. We are yeah. trying to have fun, anyways, and trying yeah, to have fun. Yeah, hey, uh, you're doing it wrong if you're not having fun. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so. Anyway, uh, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Uh, Rebecca on here, she just she wants to know if you want any cases and why should we buy your classes if you can't show us one that you've won? Yeah. All you gotta do is yeah. go and look at all the pleadings. I I give all the pleadings on the uh, federal case, and I I walk through I walk through them. And I show you how I wrote the complaint and why and what the outcome was. And I show you, uh, I talk about the uh, the 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 report rec the the order I got, which was uh, pretty monumental on uh, terms of assault. So that's another problem. You know, how do you identify assault when a police officer puts his hands on you? What are the elements to that uh, physical uh, uh, that physical touch? Is that an assault? When does that when does that convert to assault? Here's here's part of the answer to that. You know, and this is out of habit. Law enforcement law enforcement officers do this out of habit. With good cause, with good uh, cause too, probably. You know, when they put their hands on the when they put their hands on their firearm, 
the courts have ruled this is some, this is an important attribute to this assaulting. As soon as they touch the firearm and it's it's a seizure, whether it's casual, bull, you know, just jerking around, talking with you, as soon as they rest their arm or put their hands on that weapon, that literally is a seizure. If their arm brushes up against the firearm, it's a seizure. The courts have oh, said that, that line of wide sure. seizure and and the public safety problems behind them touching the firearm. They're not supposed to touch that. They have probable causes touching that. And see, this is part of uh, what I was arguing in my federal suit, and the report recommendation came back and talked about what an assault is. And the judge laid the laid the bridge work or the bridge on saying this is assault. And here's another example of this. I walk through the details on this. Okay, so I get the car gets searched once, twice. The tow truck driver searches the car again. That's three separate searches in the automobile. I made the argument, it's a trespass. And, and the court came back and said, yeah, it's a trespass. I get searched once, twice. The second search of my my persons, that's how they like to call it, the second search was an assault. Can't search. And then there's time frames. So as I'm being driven to the the downtown jail, whatever, to the Iowa Patrol barracks, and they're going to do their processing. As I'm being driven to there, I also describe the speeding where the officer for the village had the light dash lights out. You can't see the dash lights. They did that on purpose. That's actually a federal crime. The federal law says you've got to have working dash lights to be able to, to, to tell your speed. Why? Well, I, I made that an issue. Oh. Because I could, I was bouncing around back in the car. He's speeding. He's going from point A to point B at the speed limit. Not emergency takes X Y Z time. He he made it like fifteen or twenty minutes below uh, under that time. That's a suable question. So we have to. And my case netted all this all this powerful information. It netted the jail. It netted massive policy change. Uh, netted um, inmates get better health care. Um, that that groundwork is the question she's asking. That groundwork is that. That's the groundwork. That is. Those are. There's multiple victories inside this. The jail. The the fact that the jail had to come up with a jail committee to be built and to say, well, here's the plans to build a $30 million jail. There's multiple victories or multiple successes within inside this. It's a very, it could be a, a frontal victory where you see, okay, I got a summary judgment. Oh, now we're going to settle. Or it could be multiple victories. Mine was very complex because I was touching on a lot of areas. The more areas they went, the more areas I made the objection and was able to outmaneuver. Some areas I couldn't outmaneuver. But many areas I was able to outmaneuver. That's the complexity of the civil rights class and my civil rights case. And inside those, there's, there's multiple multiple successes. There's some failures, but the, some of those failures don't really, you know, they don't mean... They don't have the the impact that I would like them to have, or the impact just isn't there, and it wasn't really an impact of area. 
it's an area, it can have some impact, but it wasn't like $30 million jail. I mean, that's a, when you're talking about helping people that are in a building that shouldn't, they shouldn't be in, and the building is sick. You know, you had sewage. Let's talk about the sewage. You had the sewage falling on the on the floor in the inmate's area. And it was making people sick. I mean, god-awful sick. And then they, then they came in there. Here's another, you know, HIPAA, right? HIPAA, medical law. You're in jail. You get the nurse. They talk about your medical records. You're talking about your health in front of all these inmates in these other jails. Or uh, these inmates and these jailers. That's actually a federal law violation. You can't do that. <laughs> I fixed that problem. You're not allowed to do that. I'm not going to tell you my my inmate, my health problems or my health issues or anything health-wise under federal law in front of all these people. You got 30 people standing around the line. You got three, uh, three jail uh, jailers, th- uh, three staff members. That's illegal. It's not their damn business, right? It's not their damn business. There's another change. There's another suit. I didn't make that suit, but I made that issue. When you read the complaint, like, this is the chain-link fence that has to be built. So that's what I'm saying. They laid the groundwork so you can get in your mind, how do I, how do I factually plead this out? And that's what this case does. There's a lot of little victories inside the inside the the, the case. And there's a big victory inside of it, and they're all they cost a lot of money. The the jail itself, the counties. So they put a referendum on the on the ballot for the for the the citizenry of the county and the people of the county to pay for a thirty million dollar jail for thirty years. The people came back. And you'll, you'll relate to this. People came back and voted this down. Well, you know the CAFR reports, the Comprehensive Financial Reports the counties have, the cities, the states? Yep, yeah. Well, guess who's got to eat the $30 million now? We do, probably. No, the county itself has to yeah, take the money Yeah, but where does the county the money come from? The money well, they that got, the they county got, has comes from the people, the taxes, and so That's forth. true. That's true. And the county, at the same time, the county uh, is also investing and has – they have what it costs to run the county, and they have the comprehensive financial report, the money that they keep claim that's their profits, they're investing, the taxes, all the things they got. So they got two sides. The, the county well, we pay for all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the county's got to take that money that they claim that they enjoy as a reserve fund and spend that money now. Now it's not a direct tax on the citizenry of the county, so they got to eat that $30 million. They're not happy about that. But I didn't break the law and, and do that. I didn't cause that. You guys caused that problem. Why? And this was a question to one of the deputies. He said, why are you blaming me for something you guys broke the law? And and when you look at um, the sheriff, Matt Lutz, he's a nice guy. I like Matt Lutz. I actually voted for Matt Lutz, I mean, for county sheriff. I, he, Stevenson was before him. Stevenson was an idiot. I couldn't stand that guy. He's the one, I named him specifically. He's the one that caused this problem. But I had to name both sheriff, right? I didn't want to name Matt. I like Matt. And I, I actually told him that later on, but... So, 
you guys create the problem, and now you're going to blame me for your problem you created. Why didn't you solve this problem 20 years ago? They, Lutz came out on, on TV and said that we got to obey the law. The, the sheriff of Muscatine County said that. Yeah. We have to obey the law. He was disappointed that the jail didn't pass. We got to obey the law. There's a video on uh, the Wiz, Zane's Muscatine County Wiz. There's a video of that on there. I saved the video. I saved all these things. This is all evidence. You can't you can't buy this kind of evidence. I saved congressional evidence, testimony, all this kind of stuff, statements. So that that in itself is. There's so many little victories inside that. It's, but you have to start somewhere. You got to start laying the foundation. Whether you did it for me or whether you did it for somebody else, and some somewhere or another, you got to really go through the motions and lay the lay the foundation, and then be able to bring these suits. And with that, I um, I like to give out my site one more time. Please do. Uh, the site is CraigKirkIobjects.com. CraigKirkIobjects.com. You can go to Google or just put in CraigKirkIobjects.com, and there's a contact page. Send me an email. I'm going to change the cost of this. Um, and the, the civil rights class has employment rights on there too. There's a lot of really hardcore employment rights material in there. People are struggling with employment, being having problems. Civil rights commissions and errors. There's just it's jam packed. A civil rights class is nothing but nothing more than civil rights torts and suing. That's it. I have one chapter with over 50 types of complaints. There might be more. It might be a hundred. But I, I remember I stopped counting at 50. I went and found. 50 state and federal type, uh, uh, state tort complaints and federal civil rights and federal tort complaints. And when you start to read some of these complaints, you say, well, okay, so they all have the same common thread of structure. I walk through the, um, the cover sheet, how to fill the cover sheet out, how I filled mine out, what I wrote on there. Um, the service, I talk about my process servers, how the sheriffs and the things I pulled on them. Uh, I talk about uh, the the way the sheriffs ran and what the liability was for the sheriffs about taking service. So the sheriffs run inside the jail, evading process. I, I contend that's a I contend that's a civil rights violation. They use the, the the sheriff's department apparatus to evade service in their official capacity. Now, anybody can do this. You just have to think about if you evade service in your official capacity as a department, you close, you're literally closing the sheriff's department to me. You're, it's like closing the courtroom silently, creaking the door shut to, in my face. And if you want to email me, you can email me at uh, craigkirkobjects.com or craigkirk at yeah, craigkirkobjects at yahoo.com or uh, lawjams at yahoo.com. You can 
email me that way, and you can see my contact page. I got a contact contact okay, page. Okay, so there. the first one was Craig's. Craig Kirk objects. Yeah. At, at Yahoo.com. Okay, and what's the other one? Uh, LawJams at Yahoo.com. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Okay, they're both posted up there. And I'll, I'll change it. I'm going to change the cost of it. So I got, I have my own things coming up here. I, I don't want to give too much on that because, uh, you know, every time I come on, <laughs> last time was pretty eventful. I'm going to have to, you know, take notes this time. Every time I come on, Angela, you know. What? <laughs> Funny things go on. Oh, like what? What do you mean? Uh, well, I just, I'm not being weird or conspiracy theorist or not like that. I'm just telling you how funny shit goes on around here every time I come on, so. Oh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> comes with the territory, right? Yeah, yeah. It does. You know, when you're when you're taking on status quo <laughs> they, they don't want us to they don't want us to have rights they do not want you to be able to well, you know they're right. screwing up so badly i mean all this information is coming out all these you know the WikiLeaks stuff and i mean and and did you know that they are listening through your remote control on your smart tv they're listening to everybody's conversations and how could they keep anything straight you would think with that much information, I mean, how many people are they employing to listen? And then how could they get it straight? How could they keep anything straight? I mean, there's so many people that they're listening to. I think it's all, they're just blowing smoke, you know? They can't do a damn thing. There's too much going on. They, they've they done themselves in. Yeah. <laughs> they've got so much information. I, I mean... I hope they. I, I'm glad. I hope they, uh, you know, kill each other. Hillary and and her husband seem to be doing a good job on getting rid of people close to them, and they're not the only ones. You know, they're the ones, the only ones getting publicity on it. But government is so corrupted. I don't know. Everybody knows. I'm preaching the choir here. Yeah, it is. It it is. And I hate to see people just being tra- trampled on. It just it doesn't. It's horrible. I don't know. It's just every day. I just passed another page here where ladies complaining about what CPS did, and they complain, but they're not. <laughs> they're not. Um, they do, they don't have the ability to do anything. They just have to sit there and accept it and take it. Uh, that's just unbelievable. Well, hang in there. <laughs> that's all we can do, right? Hang in there and keep at it and not give up and not give in and do our best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Money Mike, wait. Are you going to have a call, Mike? Because well, I guess that uh, 
what was it, that Collective Consciousness show? He's got Joe Bannister, hopefully. Oh, well, I'll go listen to the recording. That's, that's Well, Joe Bannister's on every Saturday. It's nothing new. You're not missing anything. But anyway, um, I'm just, you know, there's people in the chat talking. Wait. Okay, Mike, what? Yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll see what happens. Uh, I think I'll have I think I'll have one uh, after the after the call's over. Okay, uh, what's your call four, numbers again? One four two three zero six. One four two three zero six. For money, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So everybody, if you haven't had enough. Yeah. Seeing crumpets, everybody. Seeing crumpets. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Nobody else has their hand up. Anybody? Uh, Craig, did you want? Did you have any final words you wanted to uh, say? Or? Yeah, I do. Um, just do the best you can. Don't let them just bully you. I just just stand up for your rights. That's all. Do the best you can. Stand up for your rights and fight. Yeah, but you got to do that at the right time and place. You don't want to stand up and fight for your rights in front of a cop with his hand on his gun. That's true, too. That's true. You can make the objections. and There's constitutional um, notices have to be made. And those situations wait for the right time. Yeah, and do it the right way, and you have at them on paper. Yeah, show respect. You know, everybody needs respect, and... Respect de-escalates things very quickly. Well, I don't know. You don't have to necessarily respect them. You just, uh, you know, be civil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you know, there's no, no bowing allowed. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of that. All no right, bowing. well, it was a great call. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll do it again. Um, when are your cases going to be played out? I mean, do you know or? Uh, pretty soon here, uh, real soon. And when I get those, when I get them rolling, uh, I still, I'm still doing research on a couple of them. But when I get them rolling, I will uh, make the announcement. I'll, I'll make some videos about it and so forth. And uh, I got, so you have to be careful not to give away too much evidence and too much time for information out. You don't so, want to tip your hand. Right? Yeah. I say that all the time. Yeah, you be careful, and uh, we'll have you on again. You can give us an update. Uh, okay. You're ready. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. It's it's really draining, you know, coming on for a couple of hours and talking. and It's very, uh, it's work. Yeah. And yep. nobody's paying you for it, so. Yeah, that's, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stuff and your websites, and uh, we'll do it again, like I said. Okay. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Everybody, have a great weekend. I love you all, and take care of each other. And uh, let's see, who do we have on next week? I don't even know. Let me look real quick. Who's on next week? Uh, uh, oh, Anna Von Wright's. Bob Lack and Ken Dost are scheduled for the 8th. So it should be a good roundtable discussion. I hope you all can make it. Uh, 
it should be fun. And uh, we'll do it again. Take care, everybody. You too, Mike. Uh, we'll, we'll call it a night. That's it. Good night. really going to work this time? Oh, no. No, it's not going to work. Nope. Didn't end. Okay. We'll try it again. Let's see. Stop recording and terminate call. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.